You're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Let's see here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 199, where we will be, we will be discussing chapter one, the portion of their <laughs> cup of <laughs> City of Heavenly Fire. That was long. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm Kristen. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> I'm Robin. <laughs> I'm Amanda. We did say it would take a couple <sighs> to get in the hang of things. Yep. <sighs> <sighs> Is that, should that say in City of Heavenly Fire? Or is it just because the episode title is weird? The chapter, like the chapter yeah, title is weird. If it was like chapter one of City of Heavenly Fire, right? But mm-hmm. well, maybe maybe we should do chapter one of City of Heavenly Fire, the portion in their cup. There you okay. go. Yeah, that's better. Pretend we said right. that the first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we said it with an attitude, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, we yeah. were talking about, like, nitpicking the way things are written last week. Yep. And then. Uh-huh. But don't call me on my bullshit again. <laughs> don't yep. talk about old shit. Why are you going to bring up old shit? Why? Oh, my gosh. You guys. You guys. You guys. Funny, funny. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we are pre-recording because me, Kristen, is gonna go, um, I'm gonna go on the other side of the pond in the beginning of February. Um, <laughs> so I'll be gone for two weeks, so we want to make sure that you, we don't miss, uh, letting you guys hear our beautiful voices, obviously. Yeah, obviously. obviously. We're so excited for I'm you. Very excited. I know, tell us about your um, trip. <laughs> We're flying into Dublin. Um, uh, We're going to be there for two weeks. Uh, We have our plane tickets and we have our rental car. And that is it. Um, I think I'm going to book our first night. Um, Because we we land at like 5 a.m. in Dublin. So we're going to grab our car and then head out because Jason doesn't want like his first few days of driving in Ireland on the other side of the car and the other side of the road to be in Dublin where it's obviously like city and busy. So we're going to head out of Dublin first thing right? um, and go south probably to Kilkenny um, or if we're feeling like we want to drive longer down to Waterford, down to the coast. Um Yes, but, I'm pulling up a map. And, and I say that like like it's a far it, – it's like three hours away, like the very – like the bottom of the island. <laughs> it's not very far. Obviously, we are American, and so everything is like super far away. So like a two-hour drive is really uh-huh. nothing. Um, so mm-hmm. – It takes me an hour yeah, to get to work in exactly. the morning. So it's yeah. just it's, – it's like a non-issue. Um, and Jason loves to drive and we like to road trip. So that's the plan. Um, and then I think we're just going to wing it when we get there, um, and decide kind of where we want to go and book as we go and figure it out because we like our last big trip that we did was DC and we went like, we drove, we road tripped up the Eastern seaboard, like 
up to New York and Massachusetts and then came back down. Um, Mm-hmm. And while I really loved it, we just had a really strict itinerary because we had booked everything. Um, and it didn't leave a lot of room for exploration and being spontaneous and like making changes and stuff. Um, so okay. this time, I think we're just going to like see what happens. And we'll just kind of go as, as we go. And if we want to spend more time in one place, then we will. And move on um we we like to hit i mean there's like several things that we want to hit uh you know around the island and then we want to go to northern island for a little bit um and like see some of the sites up there like the giant's causeway and then um spend a night in belfast and you know stuff like that so we'll see we'll see where we end up i mean we might get a wild hair up my husband and i are very like when i have a crazy idea he's very game so, oh, that's so cool. like we might get a wild hair up our ass and fly to Paris for the weekend or something. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Well, and that's the beauty of, of Europe is like flights. Are, like you can get a flight from like Dublin to Paris for like a hundred dollars. Like it's wild. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it's probably a tiny plane. There's not far yeah, to go. I don't know. I But I'm like. You know, or we might go up to Edinburgh or, or something like that. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But the 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 Isles, the British Isles and Ireland are our oyster. So we will see what we do. I don't know. Amazing. I thought it was crazy that you don't need a separate like license or endorsement. Like your US license yeah. you can use. I'm sure there are some places where there. that's not like cool. But Ireland and the UK um, and most of Europe, I think, your driver, your American driver's license is fine. Are you guys going to read up on, like, yeah. or Jason? I'm assuming you're not going to drive. I will Because why would you? <clears throat> is he going to read up on, like, driving rules and stuff? Every time I've driven in another state, I have very high anxiety about, like, are you allowed to turn right, right on a red light? He's, Are you allowed to do that? Because I know you can't yeah, do that in I, every state. He's done some research. I have no idea. I'd rather not ask because I don't want to know. I just want to believe that he knows. Um, <laughs> and then mm-hmm, let yep. it be his problem if he doesn't. <laughs> because otherwise I will have too much anxiety and then I'll be a backseat driver and then he'll throw me off the cliffs of more. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're very excited. It's going to be fun. So cool. It's, I'm just, I'm looking at the map. I'm just so excited. You're going to have to FaceTime us while you're there and show us some stuff. Yes. Well, and I'll be eight hours ahead of you. So. Perfect. Because you're a morning person and we're not. (laughs) So I'll catch you guys at you like, like your late night in my early morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfection. Uh, You'll so catch cool. us for fourth mm-hmm. meal. Yes. Oh my gosh. Does <sighs> <sighs> anyone? Yeah. Are you guys Are you ready? ready? We're going to cut the chit chat to jump into this but huge up. book and kick things off. Um, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to be uh-huh. straight with y'all. Yes. I didn't write a recap. I didn't write it. So it's um, a prologue. Yeah. 
it's I'm gonna I'm gonna see what the old noggin. It also has is nothing to do with um this story where we start. So <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe I'll black out. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And not remember yes. when I'm done talking. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. I do like that. I keep hearing an echo. I do and too. It's like, oh, is it me? For some it's reason, making if you me guys out of keep sorts. hearing it. I hear it when Kristen talks, but I don't know oh. if that's. I'm. You're in my headphones. So who's into this? I don't know. Yeah, same. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, I just thought. I just <laughs> thought you should know. Is that throwing you off? Troll in the dungeon. I had to call a utility or something. The bank. It was the bank last week. And they must be a work from home situation or something. Because it was every word I said echoed back. But it was like two seconds after I said it. So it almost sounded like I was responding oh, no. to myself. And it was very confusing. And I was having a very hard time getting across mm. what I needed. <laughs> That's the worst. Daggers in the face. Yeah. All right. So... We're going to cut the chit-chat for Robin's impromptu recap. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Previously so. on Downworld or Dish. Stage fright! <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you for laughing. I would never expect you guys to sister-in-law me. Sister-in-law you? What do you mean? Like oh. your story from last week where she didn't oh, laugh with yeah. you. Oh, no. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we start the book opening with a new cast of characters. POV, the POV, if you will, is Emma Carstairs. She's a young child, who's 12 years old. And she is, we find out her parents die at the beginning of the book. It's the first fucking sentence. Yep. And guess what? They don't tell you how they die in the prologue, which is annoying. Tell me all the gossip. Don't start with the hook the headline and then talk about the other shit okay yep it's sad for me yep as a chismosa anyway normal day at the institute she gets dropped off by her parents runs upstairs we meet all the blackthorn siblings in order except helen who's in idris with Aline, but we met her before in red scrolls of magic she's got her biffle mm-hmm. julian who's about her same age the blackthorn siblings twins the rest of them twins, mm-hmm. Ty and Livy. And then older brother Mark. They're all in the training room getting trained up by Katarina. Yep. But with a K. Kater- I'm doing this for you. <laughs> that is the right K. The right- I'm so impressed with you. <laughs> Little sign language K. When all of a cool. sudden, I hear this grating. <laughs> I can't do it. The dance mom. Dance mom. You know what I'm talking about? No, you lost us. The TikTok where it's like the 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 coach from Dance Mom. She's like, when all of a sudden I hear this grating voice. Uh-huh. Anyway, there's like a sonic <coughs> fucking boom. The doorbell rings. Ding dong. And they're like, shit's going down. It's a ding huh? dong. <laughs> ding, yeah, ding, ding dong, motherfucker. <laughs> shit's going down. She's like, hey, you stay with the kids. Mark, you're coming with me. Let's go investigate Discovery because that's what we fucking do. We hunt shadows and we go yep. snooping for shit. That's what we do. Okay? They go downstairs. 
it's been too long for comfort. Ty's pissed off that Livy could be in danger. So Julian decides to break the golden rule, which is break up the party. Nope. Don't fucking do that. Nope. Stick yes. together. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he decides maybe it's because he knows she's the best shadow hunter of her age. <laughs> yeah. He sends Emma to go do the fucking hard work. She's the labor man. He goes into the office yep. to make a phone call. And she's like, hey, yeah. go get my younger siblings, please. Go get the babies. To I'm going to make a phone call. To be fair, Julian lives at the Institute. His father is the head of the Institute. So Julian knows how to contact the clave. Whereas I don't know that okay, Emma okay. necessarily And then would. he's going to be like, wait till my yeah. father hears about this. <laughs> it's not like you just dial zero right? for the operator. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's an iron sister hold please <laughs> i'll connect you yep. you gotta get the phlegm did. <laughs> okay emma boss pitches in to get two of the youngest blackthorn siblings drusilla and tavi tavi's a baby drusilla's like eight she's trying to protect her little brother with a sword Blackthorns seem like a boss-ass yeah. family, okay? And they kind of have to be close-knit because they lost their mom, which is right. awful and sad. So it's just Daddy Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. Emma grabs a baby, and she's really stressed out. So she makes the wrong turn because I do that in my tiny house, and she's in an OC yes. beach mansion. So yes. there you go. From the view of the balcony, she sees the hottest fucking evil dude around. He's so sexy. Sebi dressed in red to bring out like, like he says he's in red because it's like part of the rhyme like red to like summon uh-huh. and like do enchantments and shit oh, but it's because right. he looks fucking yeah. banging in it that's why he's like okay. you know what would really set off my color palette and make everybody else around me look like shit listen, red listen, really a winter he really is a winter <laughs> for sure um sebastian is so <laughs> pale Okay, he's got that, like, British... How pale is he? He's a British boy pale, okay? And what I mean by that is, like, when he gets, like, like, you know, any sort of exertion, he gets the pink cheeks. Do you know what I'm talking about? On okay, he's he's so pale, but his cheeks... And it's not just up here. It's, like, the full cheek. I don't... There's something about... It's like a unique brand. It's the British boy. Like I just can't. It's so fucking uh-huh. cute. I love it. I it's gave so it cute. to my daughter who has lots of melanin. Oh, she hates it. She, but she hates it. Anyway, Sebby's in red. He's looking fucking gorgeous and he's being a dick, which is his fucking MO, okay? And he is just attacking everybody at the institute that are old people and by old people i mean like of age adult so, okay andrew blackthorn daddy blackthorn he's already gone he's drank the fucking cool literally katarina yes is being being forced to drink the kool-aid and mark is there with his hand behind his back having to watch all of the crap katarina of course screams in pain because her soul's basically just evacuated her body <laughs> emma and Drew and Tavi are up in the balcony like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck am I watching? Sebi, again, evil dickhead, decides to make Mark's dad be like, hey, bring me your, like, mud blood son. 
And he's like, hey, I heard on word on the street is that you're yeah. part fae and you look like it. So I'm not going to kill you. But like, we're I'm also not going to be fucking right. nice to you. And Mark's like, dude, I don't like you. I am going to respond by spitting on you. Which is like as you not do, a great move. Which is disgusting, but totally a hot right. fucking blonde off. <laughs> and then Sebastian's like, hey, Andrew, deal with your fucking son and his disrespect. I don't know what kind of father you are, but this is unacceptable. You know what V-Tang would have done to me? He would have hit me. You know what? Mm. Great idea. Yep. Abuse your child, please. please. Knock some sense into him. And Emma's like, the fuck if you will. And she, Jace Herondale's a dagger right to Sebastian's mm. chest. And he's like, ha, guess what? Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, you bitch. Hurt me. Do you know why? I am a god. <laughs> I have gone beyond mortal because my mommy, Lilith, gave me her special blood juice. And I am yep. really Ooh. fucking important. And I wish that you were going to be able to live to tell people how fucking cool I am. But you're not because we're all going to collectively murder you. Mm-hmm. As a collective, we're going to kill you. Yes. Mark tries to get to Emma because he's like, oh, my gosh, my besties, my baby brother's bestie yep. gotta save her but the fucking dude in black johnny cash <laughs> aka the mountain is like you're not going anywhere bitch and he pulls him back into the crowd and then emma is like fuck i better go and so she books it back to the office she already had sent drew and tavi away which i forgot to tell you because right i didn't write anything down <laughs> and she gets in the office and Julian's on the phone with the clave and he's like, fuck, they're going to close the portal, leave the portal open. And Emma's like, oh, my God, I'm breathing really fast because I just ran really far. But I ran so fast because I have barefoot beach feet, (laughs) which is really fucking cool of me. And Julian's like, where's my daddy and where's my Marky Mark? And Emma's like, ah, this is fucking awkward. I don't know what to say. I couldn't. And Julian's like, fuck, we better get to the porthole. They're going to close the oyster. <laughs> mm-hmm. We need to be in there. Yeah. Get through that portal meat. And Emma's like, no, we got to go get Mark because he's the hottest <laughs> boy here. <laughs> he's hot. He can't die. Look at. We have to get him. Hot people don't hot die. People don't I've die. heard that. We need, it needs to happen. <laughs> Julian's like, no, I'm kind of upset that you have a crush on my brother. So we're going to leave him to die and you and I yeah. are going to jump into the portal. Yeah. He's got to go. Gotta go. And so they do. Wow. Robin, I have to say this probably is the best recap you've ever done. <laughs> it Agreed. was very good. It was a very drunk it history. Was, it Love. was like drunk history. In scene. <sighs> I feel free. Do you feel free? I'm Sorry, I was ripping off my, ta- my Saniderm tattoo skin stuff. Ooh, when you, you feel free? Saniderm? Does it make you think of Xanadu and then you start singing that in your head? No. No. It makes me think of Saran Wrap. Because. Hmm. Okay. But not because it looks like Saran Wrap, because of the, the name. Hmm. 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 Anyway. Super cool. Sorry, I was typing for a second. Yeah. So, um. Hold on one second. <clears throat> it puts yeah. the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. Your heel. How do you hit your <clears throat> heel? I hit my heel. I, well, I 
hit it on my, um, the thing to my chair. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Son of a... <sighs> Come to mama. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is going to itch if I don't put stuff on it right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You a dry bitch. Got it. Okay. Much better. Okay, you guys. Now I'm ready. All right. So back to our regularly scheduled programming. Jordan is trying to guide Jace through a meditation in Central Park while Izzy and Alec watch from atop an outcropping of rocks and, like, moral support. Um, Although Jace is unsure who's benefiting from Izzy's support more, him or his heartbroken pair of bow tie. Just, just like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) immediately, first, first paragraph, let's remind you of the devastation. Thanks. Yes. Lest we forget. So either way, Jordan's brand of peace is not lulling Jace into a Zen state in which he could control uh, the raging heavenly fire roiling under the surface of his skin. He's like, this isn't exactly working. Thanks. Not how you're saying it should be working. And the question really is, is like what brings Jace peace? And it's killing demons, of course. Um, and weapons. Oh, right. Oh, did he love weapons? Uh, but Jordan is adamant that war is the antithesis to peace and therefore cannot uh, be what is required to get to a peaceful headspace. He's like, it's mm, not going to work. <laughs> and Jace is like begrudgingly thankful to and for his new newly formed friendship with like Simon and Jordan. Um, he totally needed more bros in his life. Like Alec for me is a little bit too much of a parent. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. He's obviously his, his family and his best friend and all of that. But Alec is a little bit more of that, like, parent role. And I think Jace needed bros that weren't like, I would die Mm -hmm. for you. You know what I mean? Like, I would die for Riley. Alec's like his brother. You know what I mean? Like, they're so, like, they are family. So it's like, you you need, like, a relationship that's, like, maybe not as serious. (laughs) Right. So are they like Olive Garden family instead of like Fast and Furious family? Are they Fast and Furious family? Like it's like it's. I, I think it's they're. Packed. I think yeah. Oh, I, I think, think they're Fast and Furious family. Yeah. Vin yeah. Diesel with yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Oh, where am I? Okay. Uh. So he tried everything to expel the energy from the fire in his veins. Like he's tried to fight it out, and like obviously that was his first. Mm. Go to naturally (laughs) Uh, exhausting himself in the training room day after day, like breaking fingers, bleeding, like having to like crawl to Alec for healing runes. Um, But of course that didn't work. (laughs) And it was actually. Is this uh giving you. No. Yeah. Sorry. I have to interrupt. I have to. I can't contain it. Is this giving you junior year of high school. 
I'm gonna drive, uh, join like mm-hmm. MMA because I like like mm-hmm. to fight people, but I'm just so ruthless that I want to do it legally instead of getting in trouble in the street fighting. Um, <sighs> yeah, like like you know, hey, I can't get um, hit for my uh, measure eleven, my third strike, so I gotta do something productive with my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so Simon was the one to suggest meditation with Jordan because, uh, you know, it's his roommate. And he's like, well, Jordan does this thing. And, of course, with Clary's encouragement, he Jace had agreed to try. And their first session ended with Jace scorching Jordan in Simon's living room floor. <laughs> so they chose the park for the second attempt. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's like, I am never getting my deposit back. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jordan suggests that he and Jace uh, might have fundamentally diametric philosophies, and Jace breaks out this doozy, which I'm so excited to share with you. <clears throat> Jace leaned forward, his palms flat on the grass. I am a warrior, he said. I was brought up as a warrior. I didn't have toys. I had weapons. I slept with a wooden sword until I was five. My first books were medieval demonologies with illuminated pages. The first songs I learned were chants to banish demons. I know what brings me peace, and it isn't sandy beaches or chirping birds in rainforests. I want a weapon in my hand and a strategy to win. I love that Robin's speechless. <laughs> I Okay, like at first I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, that's your trauma. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I was like, that's right. Always be prepared. That's what's relaxing. And then I'm like, nope, nope, that's dysfunctional. Constant vigilance. <laughs> Do you ever tell your kids, like, hey, you dropped your pocket? Do you ever do that to your children because you're annoying? Um, no. Hey, you dropped your trauma. <laughs> yep. You better put that back where you got it. Wait. Did you say? Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. Back up. I thought you asked, do you ever tell your kids, did you drop your pocket? Is that what you said? You say it. To, like. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Way to make it not funny, Kristen. But you got a deadpan. It's like, oh, hey, you dropped your pocket. And then they, like, look for it. But it's, like, the pocket of your pants. Very dead. Like, your fridge this, is running. This is a bill joke yeah. that is far too, like, it. I'm either I'm too literal or the joke is too pa- literal. It's on a higher plane. It's on a higher plane. Like. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's on a higher plane than you it currently exist It took me on. a solid 10 minutes to figure out the upstore joke. Which is why it still sticks mm-hmm. with me 15 years later. More than that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The best part, it was in the beginning. It was, like, you could tell he was in the middle of a yeah. thought and it just came well, out. Well, and you got it immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was back there like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. How is that? Where is the down <laughs> store? Like, it was a, th- it was a thing. <laughs> I was like, I was like yes, which one of us? Plane. Is too neurodivergent 
to explain this to like like one of us is too neurodivergent to understand and the other one is too neurodivergent to explain it like <laughs> yep it was a sick uh, yeah i can't believe that you don't ask you you dropped your pocket i've never even heard of that. that my mind is blown i didn't mind blown i i i've done the um when they trip you're like watch out there's ground all over the place which is, so I think, to is me, pretty similar. Do you, you ever do the, like, where you put your finger on someone's chest? You're like, oh, my God, what's that on your shirt? And they look yes. in and then you boop yes, your nose. Yes. Dropped your pocket okay, is akin you. to that. Yeah. They're, like, yeah. they're on the same. Yeah. No, I, I vibe. I just, okay. my dad didn't make jokes like that when he was around. Like, he did <clears> things <throat> like, <laughs> when he was Listen, it's true. He wasn't around the whole time. <laughs> he came in spurts. <sighs> no, but he did things like, uh-huh. he's like, do you know what milk in the rat is? And I'm like, no. And so like he'd take, so you take someone's finger, right? And then you push down at their cuticle and push back, like down and back. And he ca- he called it milking the rat. Um, and it's really painful. Um, and that's something that you can, yeah. but like, those were the dad jokes that I got. I didn't get like mm-hmm. corny dad jokes. I got like, do you know what a pressure point is? <laughs> like that kind of like. Mm-hmm. Or like when my uncle used to go up behind you, like sneak up behind you and dig his fingers really, really hard into your eyeballs and be like, how's your eyes? Gouge your eyeballs. It's not funny. It's not funny. We're all traumatized together. So my, my brother and I sometimes look at each other. How's your eyes? It's not a joke. That's assault. <laughs> Wait, you know what? This is not fair to Jace. Let's oh, yeah. focus Sorry. on his trauma. Sorry. Right. We got way off track. Um. <clears throat> so Clary and Simon make their appearance at this point. Um, while Jace is arguing with Jordan. Um, and Jace takes a moment to observe them. And like an episode of You, he reflects on the other times he watched her without her knowing. Like when he stalked her to Java Jones and watched her have coffee with Simon. And then he remembers how jealous he was uh, and how mm-hmm. vin- vindicated he felt when she left Simon to follow Jace. Like, you fucking psycho. This is an insane right. thing to think, like an insane arc. Um, but he's cool now. Like he's confident in his relationship with Clary and Simon's quick to spider monkey his way up to Izzy. So there's nothing to worry there. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Killing things. It brings me peace. <laughs> I, Jace, honey, I know it's been a minute since we've been in your POV, but like, I think you need an assessment. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure yeah. you're super stable right now. Do you know? Maybe it's all the like, fire. For sure, Shadowhunters don't have mental health professionals. Like, for sure, for sure. But they <laughs> do need them. Could you? Every demon you kill, you have to go like see the, the one the silent brother that's like the. the <laughs> silent brother. Of course, yeah. it would be a silent brother. He's like, do you want to talk about your feelings I'm today? <laughs> You're like, oh, well, it would help if I actually had to talk, but um, you are in my brain. Thanks. Creepy. So Jace chimes in uh, when Jordan gives Clary an update uh, before heading out to, you know, 
meet Maya. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, Claire's like, oh, but, like, that's just his way of, you know, I know he's fighting you every step of the way, but that's just his way of showing you that he appreciates you. I'm like, that's not what that means. Um, <laughs> okay, Clary. Uh, but since Clary had uh, run him through with, like, Gloriana, right? Um, the That heavenly fire uh, had all of his synapses firing at once, uh, like a heavenly neurodivergence, like, he that so ravened out all the time um and lets like the galaxy brain take over and then he's like just like checked out for a few minutes uh kind of like what he was doing right now you know the threat of war with sebastian was still on the horizon and a word comes to jace's mind uh erkumai that's not how you pronounce it i'm sure um it's an ain't what right Arome? I can't. I freaking wrote it out phonetically at the end of our last. If that's how, then cool. Yeah, it's an ancient Greek word, so I'm not. I'm not hurt that I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm going to Google. And it it. means like to come, like for a person to come before other, like. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I will read you the little excerpt. You said it was Aromai. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play oh, okay. the sound clip. Except I'm not because I'm muted. Uh-uh. Did you hear it? Erokomai. Erokomai. Okay. So yeah. that word is the word that comes up in his brain. Um, the word brushed the back of Jace's mind like, like the touch of a feather, making him shiver. He saw an angel's wing, torn from its body, lying in a pool of golden blood. I am coming. Okay, so he just zoned out, had a little premonition, um, and then we're just going to go solid POV shift over to Clary, um, who is worried about her boo, obviously. Uh, since the stabby stabby incident, Jace mm-hmm. tended to drift off in his mind as he was doing now. Um, and she thought it was probably mm-hmm. due to the fact that he's trying to conceal don't feel, which kind of broke her heart since, uh, when she first met him six months ago, he was a tin man. And then he got, <laughs> she got him to open up through like shared trauma. And now, uh, because she stabbed him to save his him from a life of being possessed by evil, uh, he's got the fire of heaven inside him and has to then be rebuild the all that emotional armor all over again. And she's worried that once they get the heavenly fire out of him, he won't be able to then break those walls down again. Uh, so, mm-hmm. which, to be fair, like, that's a lot to happen to someone in just a few months. <laughs> a lot of emotional change right well because it's <laughs> you, you gotta put the emotions on the back burner so that yep. way he doesn't be like a blast into the mm-hmm. if you will and of course jace <clears throat> yes and i okay listen listen i am listening to you at supersonic uh-huh. speed in my brain and i just want to make sure that the angel wings and all that stuff he's thinking back to what had happened already um yeah because that yeah because that was in he dropped it off that happened Sebastian dropped him off yeah Yeah, yeah. that was in the epilogue of the last book yeah but it's like it's revisiting him and he's like 
the I am coming yeah, okay. is okay. like it's haunting, haunting him. him. Yeah. 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 He's haunted by it. Um, where are we? And he's like, when are you going to come? Yeah. I don't know. Because you didn't nope. leave me a date. How rude. Could have at least sent me a save the date. So, of course, Jace doesn't mm-hmm. tell Clary about his weird vision. Um, He's like, mm, she doesn't need, I don't need to bring her up and let her know that I'm thinking about this shit. It's all good. Why would he want to bother mm-hmm. bother her with that? It's probably nothing. I love how he just ignores things that are happening in his brain. You've got this, like, weird anomaly about you now, but, like, it couldn't possibly be affecting you in any other way, right? No. I hmm. just... Yeah. He's right? too amazing. Clearly. So when she manages to regain Jace's attention, he assures her that despite what it looks like, the sessions with Jordan are helping. This is his second session, so I'm not sure how, but okay. Um, <laughs> they do things quick, Shadowhunters. So along with the racing mind, Jace is actually like hotter now, temperature-wise at least. Um, <laughs> and since his emotions <laughs> cause outbursts of fire and destruction, uh, they'd done nothing more than like kiss since he got stabby stabbed. Um, and even that was done carefully. Like now, like she went up to go kiss his cheek and like he turned his head and they start kind of making out a little bit, but Jace pulls away when there's like a literal zing between them. Like, <laughs> Okay. Like, isn't that supposed to be a sign? But all right. Um, and they're met with, like, a round of applause from their audience on the rocks, which, yes, of course your friends would do that. That's perfect. Uh-huh. Uh, Alec has... Oh, oh, okay. So, okay, so Clace converges on the rocks with their friends, and Jace comes to, like, sit by Alec, who's staring at his phone, uh, willing it to ring, which Jace helpfully points out. He's like... If you stare at it, it'll ring. Dick. (laughs) And Alec has been texting Magnus and calling him if his phone log is to be believed, um, which I don't know how Alec could, or Jace could see that over Alec's shoulder unless Alec was looking at his own phone log. But we'll we'll let it go. It's fine. Okay. Um, And Alec's only response is that, like, it's Magnus's birthday, and poor Alec is pathetically heartbroken. He's losing weight, my poor baby. He explains that he didn't want Magnus to think that he forgot his birthday. He's like, I know, we're not, you know, but I just don't want him to think I forgot. Like, oh, fuck you. So cute. I didn't, I don't remember hearing, listening, reading that part. That's so sad. So cute. Cute. And it's too much Sad. for Jace to take. He snatches Alec's phone, and uh, after a cursory examination uh, of the pining and borderline stalking, he decides extreme <laughs> measures are necessary and breaks Alec's flip phone in two. Um, and of course, Alec is not thrilled. He's like, the fuck? You just broke my phone? <laughs> and Jace... Dude, could you imagine? No, I'd be so mad. So T.O.'d. Especially yeah. back then. Like, yes. I guess there was a SIM. Maybe there was a SIM card then. I mean, I don't, I don't remember maybe. when they started SIM cards. I don't remember cards. either. I don't know. Anyway. All this thing <laughs> yeah. is gone. So Jace shrugged. Guys don't let other guys keep calling other guys. 
Okay, that came out wrong. <laughs> friends don't let friends keep calling their exes and hanging up. Seriously, you have to stop. <laughs> and Alec, Alex, Alex, like, and you had to break my phone like to achieve that. <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> clearly yeah and izzy chimes in explaining that uh, at least alec is now free of their mother's constant texting the clave by way of maris has been requesting meetings with you know our little band of misfits uh even though they've all given their story on what happened to sebastian like a dozen a dozen times over already they just keep like they're not accept- they want you to keep telling them the story again because they they won't believe it. Um and according to Jace, the clave doesn't want to believe what actually happened. Like they can't move forward with a plan until they accept the accounts as true and the threat as real, but they like don't want to believe that these shadow hunters are like gone forever, right? Like that these are turning mm-hmm. and like it's all so fucked up. Which I mean Hello, welcome to every governing body when faced with the unknown. <laughs> I, fucking end of story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there is no other, like, they just all act like this. Of course they fucking do. <clears throat> <laughs> So, of, of course, if the slave uh, is stalled, then that leaves them all vulnerable, especially Clary, since Jace puts it, um, quote, if Sebastian cares about anything, it's about Clary. Now, that's because he thinks, because Sebastian hates Clary, but hate is still an emotion. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> He's like, I mean, it's not like how you think, but it's enough for him to come after her. Mm-hmm. Although they're they're thinking that like any sort of direct attack would be like too obvious, but that also doesn't make him feel any better. Right. Like Clary's still in danger. Um, all of yeah, who would care? Who cares about yeah. obvious? Um, as long as he gets what he wants. Exactly. Um, all of this, all of this, he's of course told that uh, the clave. You know, he's explained all of this to the clave. Not that they'll do anything about it, but. You know, he tried. Right. I did my best. Uh, So, um, Clary had been disposed by the clave like everyone else, but there were things um, about Sebastian that she didn't share. And um, to me, I'm thinking probably stuff like the icky incest Uh requests, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. Again, we've established this already. It is different than it was when we thought Jace was her brother. Okay? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> we, don't try to make it make yep. sense. Just let yeah. it happen. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Jace fills us in that so far, um, they haven't, the clave hasn't been able to track Sebastian nor his um, red shadow hunters. What are they the calling them? Dark, dark shadow hunters. I think is what in we're darkened. calling them. Are they in darkened now? Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure if they started calling them that yet. <laughs> so, um, Alec, the little legal beagle, is like, <gasps> dude, they're trying. Okay, like give them a break. They're doing everything they can. <laughs> um, apparently, they've sent experts to Wrangle Island, which is where all of the world's wards are basically established. So. 
Help me with this. I'm going to quote this real quick. Wrangell Island was the seat of all the world's wards, the spells that protected the globe, and Idris in particular from demons and demon invasions. So is this like a server room? Right. <laughs> Basically. Like where all the wards are yeah. kept. <laughs> like you have to send a little text to let the Wrangell Island people know yep. that you put a ward up. <laughs> So Alec had overheard Maris say that there are warlocks um, looking into ways to reverse the effects. But get this. The Silent Brothers don't have any bodies to study because, like, to test these effects and all of that stuff. Because the darkened shadow hunters that died at the Burren rotted overnight like they were a decade old. Uh. So there's nothing to test. What? That is... Unsettling. Yes. (laughs) I think you could say they were rotten. Oh wow! (laughs) Rotten to the core. Wow. Anyway, um, Izzy tells us that the Iron Sisters are tirelessly working on new weapons that will be forged with heavenly fire, and I'm going to come back to that because, um. Clary kind of goes into a memory, I guess, of when Brother Zachariah had told her that in the early days of the Shadowhunters, the plan was to use heavenly fire in all weapons, but they couldn't figure out, like, basically the logistics of it, so they settled with Seraph Blades. This will do. (laughs) And they still haven't figured out Jace's situation with the fire and stuff, so I don't understand. How are the Iron Sisters using heavenly fire now? On the weapon. I think they use heavenly fire as their forge. Like the fire heats up. And how but how do they have it? So oh, so maybe it's like always yeah. lit or something there. Yeah, like sort of like, situation. The, like the okay. uh, Olympic flame or whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> so um Alec gets a text from Maris that there's a meeting that they need to attend. And um Obviously, he makes funny jokes about Simon not being able to go into the Institute. <laughs> and um, so Simon and Clary are just going to go do some Christmas shopping. She talks about buying them gifts and they kind of go back and forth. And she asks about the Shadowhunter Christmas tradition. And Isabel tells her that they exchange gifts to honor the change of the season. It reminds me of Frozen. There's like this little off thing of Frozen that's like the change. Of- OK, anyway. So, (laughs) apparently, there's a winter celebration that's observed on the day the mortal instruments were given to Jonathan Shadowhunter. And she thinks that they started celebrating it just because um, Shadowhunters were, like, jealous of Monday traditions and the celebrations that they did for Christmas. So, it just happens to be at the same time. (laughs) Perfection. They could have just celebrated Yule. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, this doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so we are operating in a world where part of the Bible is real. Okay, mm-hmm. so the Nephilim, the the angels, the whole angels, you know, walking among humans, and then the children of angels or the Nephilim. All of that stuff checks out. Okay, we know that heaven's mm-hmm. real. We know that there uh-huh. are princes of hell. We know uh-huh. that Lilith 
is the mother of demons. Okay. Um, so, yep. So is it real or is it not? Because the way that uh-huh. it's written Partially. is like Jesus and all that shit is not actually real. Well, or they're not maybe, the important ones. It's just the angels. Right? Maybe it's like the Old Testament is real, but the right. New Testament is not. Well, and then, and then that in that case, then quote. Yeah. Well, I'm saying real as quote established in the Shadowhunters universe, not right. Absolutely. They, well, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's the that's the complicated part about taking your fantasy world from a religion is that you're only taking bits and parts Uh of it right like you're completely ignoring huge chunks of it and so the question would for me would be like if they're old testament then wouldn't they celebrate hanukkah okay well no because hanukkah is um hanukkah is a celebration because the king expelled the Jewish people from their land, and then the Maccabees came and reclaimed the temple, and they're celebrating the the eight nights that the oh, oil burned. Gotcha. Look at for that. You so it's not actually stuff, celebrating man. religion; it's like celebrating Culturally. that event okay. in Judaism. Yes. <clears throat> so that huh. it's not it's a religious holiday as far as like right. Judaism is celebrating the right. Maccabees and the reclaiming the temple and stuff, but it's not about the bible per se it's just it's one of those things that this is just very weird it's just one of it's because it's, yeah. well, it's so also vague on purpose obviously mm-hmm. yeah it has to be well and it's it's tough because your basically our insight into shadow hunter culture and customs is skewed by like jace says clearly that he doesn't believe in god Mm-hmm. that's his view on it he's like i would believe in heaven angels whatever like i don't believe in a god or like this specific written afterlife and things that happen so potentially maybe if you talk to another institute that was more interested in it or whatever they might have different yeah. stuff to tell you but to me it sounds like a lot of the concepts are taken off of the old testament in the bible not necessarily yeah. the new testament well and that and we know, like, the London Institute has a Christmas party. Right. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. they have, um, I was going to say Muggleborns. No. That is not. They they have mundanes that drink yeah. from the cup who would have celebrated right. Christmas before. Like, it's not right. like they're completely. It's definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, it's you definitely know. a cultural acceptance of those things versus uh-huh. religion which makes me think that the only the and I, and I always come back to this because like Edom is another plane right but like there's no devil right there's the princes of hell and there's this you know dimension where demons come from but there's no you know specific right and so then that in my head mm-hmm. just tells me that heaven is another dimension where dimension. the people uh-huh. are angels. Okay. Um, and mm-hmm. they're, when they came and gave J- Jonathan Shadowhunter the mortal instruments, it was like aliens being like, listen, I know you got a problem now. So like, here's, here's a big <laughs> gun. Um, hopefully that helps. I gotta go. Like, 
that's the vibe I get more. And then, like, the religion part mm-hmm. is the explanation that the humans came up yes. with to make it make sense. That's the only okay. thing that I yeah. can, like, yeah. Well, Hilarious. and I think, so, the princes of hell are angels that were right. cast from heaven. Just like you would, yeah. Like, that is, uh-huh. So it's like, you can't sit with us because mm-hmm. you're not wearing pink and it is Wednesday. <laughs> you need to find another place to go. And so they're like, mm, I'll just take Edom. Right. Yeah. That sounds good. Yep. I'll make my way here. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as we go on in the series, more yeah, yeah. stuff gets uncovered with more. it. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think it's more of different dimensions. Planes, yeah, if that's, you will. that's an interesting way to look at it. I like that. Yeah, okay, you guys. So, as Robin said, I think it was Robin, one of you said, the London Institute is famous for Mm -hmm. their Christmas parties. But Izzy doesn't think that they're going to go this year. Excuse me. And at first, Clary's like, why? Kind of. And then she was like, oh, fuck, shit. Yes, right, Max. Duh. Mm -hmm. Awful. Let me put that back in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Simon says, like, he tries to joke about it, obviously. Got to lighten the mood a little bit after that. And he is mandated by Jewish law to buy Hanukkah gifts. And um, I think that mostly this discussion was put in here just specifically so that Simon has an opportunity to say God a few times. Because Clary's like, I'm so proud of him. Look at how he's saying God so many times. He's he's so amazing. (laughs) It took Camille 100 years. It um, took him two months. Yeah. He just had to know he could, and then he did, you know. So Izzy instructs Jace to go to Magnus's house. Like, you broke Alec's phone, and honestly, you're the only one that hasn't gone to see Magnus on Alec's behalf. So you got to go. And Jace is like, but why? But then he decides to go. Which, I, I guess I love seeing Magnus, and I love the opportunity to try to pull him back into the story, obviously. And I hated their breakup. But, like, I would be so just, like, stop pushing boundaries here. I broke yeah. up with him. Leave me alone. This is mm-hmm. very not cool yeah. of them by any means. But whatever. Yes. Okay. Yes and no. Yes, I agree with you. Boundaries. But also, Magnus, mm-hmm. these are your friends. They've become your friends. Um, apparently not. And and Magnus... Yeah. He says right, that Jace is And Magnus is for sure doing the whole immortal thing of, like, I don't have friends because you all die, um, so you're not really my friends. And so mm-hmm. he's, like, isolating himself. So in that sense, I'd be like, yeah, bitch, sorry, you're not getting rid of us. You don't get to go Absolutely. in your little... Yes, I agree with I'm you there. immortal, sad. You know, like, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you don't get to isolate yourself from all of, a, well, all of your friends. <laughs> I'm surprised that Magnus isn't a little more drawn mm-hmm. to Jace just as a Herondale in general yeah I don't know like yeah anyway um where was I Mm-mm-mm. oh so anyway we get to um, swing over to Clary and Simon on Fifth Avenue during Christmas time 
And I think it sounds amazing Ooh. and beautiful and fun. And like you get to carry your coffee or your hot chocolate, but crowded as yeah. fuck. Like I, I, I can't imagine even trying to carry a bag no. around because it's probably so crowded. Can you imagine how <clears throat> hot you would be? Oh, God, I know. Mm. Even outside because there's just too I many people. That's never. No. So they talk. It's never a good time for me. No. Mm-mm. No, me too. Mm-hmm. Me either. I'd rather shop online. <laughs> I know. It's awful. So they talk about how, like, their shopping trip is, it feels like old times and, like, what they should buy everybody. And this just feels like we're getting into a little bit of a Christmas episode or chapter. And I'm stoked about it. And um, <clears throat> she's like, what should I get Jace? And they go back and forth about stupid jokes. And Simon eventually suggests sheet music for Jace. And that is a fucking cool gift. And Clary asks what he is planning to get Izzy. And obviously he doesn't have any idea. He's like, I don't know. I don't even know if we're together. Like, what the heck do I do? And so Clary tells him that he has to DTR. Define the. Define. Thank you. I was going to say determine. Define their relationship. And then she suggests that he gets her perfume. That's which a terrible, is a weird gift. gift. But you uh-huh. don't know what I like to smell like. You don't know what it's going to smell like on no. me because perfumes smell different on people. I don't mm-hmm. unless I have yep, a signature scent, a thing. which I do. So if my husband bought me my signature scent of perfume, then okay. Yeah, I don't want you going and picking something out. No, because guaranteed, it's not going to uh-huh. be what I would pick. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And so she also is like, she needs something unusual, which is just even worse because what if you get something really gross? Mm-hmm. But to be fair, they are at Sephora. So they're at least more up to date sort of mm-hmm. modern sense. <laughs> anyway, um, they're, you know, bebopping around, doing their shopping. And Clary gets a text from Jocelyn. Um I feel like I missed something. Nope. Nope. I didn't. Keep going, Amanda. She gets a text from <laughs> Jocelyn asking, like, where she is. And Clary, of course, rolls her eyes. Apparently, Jocelyn's been getting nervous when Clary is out with Jace. And so, of course, um, Clary's going to be annoyed with her asking that question because that's mm-hmm. a mother-daughter sort of relationship. But she's like, right now is, like, the safest time ever to be with Jace because of the heavenly fire. Like, we can't touch or anything. We can't right. out. She's like, can't I can't get anything. pregnant. Mom, calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she does think about that one time that Jace was, um, like, possessed, you know? And he threatened Luke. So that was a pretty good reason for Jocelyn to be a little concerned. And she also never told her mom that Jace literally killed someone. So there is that. Wait, her mom she's, doesn't Maybe know, she's but... more of a target for Sebastian right. with Jace. Right. Like that Agreed. could also be. There's definitely more parental reasons than just their touching. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Cleary and Simon turn into giant cheese mosas, which I freaking love. And they start like talking about taking sides and the Malik relationship. <laughs> and Simon can see Magnus's side. But he thinks that if Magnus really loves Alec, he should forgive him. Clary's kind of on the fence about forgiveness in general. Like, it depends on what you did. It depends on who you are. Like, all of these things are a factor. Yep. 
Uh, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I think she is referring to, because she goes into a deep thought, and I have I imagine it's one of those things where you're staring off and you're it. just like, somebody's got to be yep. like, Earth to Clary sort of situation. That's so raven. Yeah. As Kristen <laughs> said earlier. So she goes, she's spacing out whatever, thinking about forgiveness and Sebastian. And they're, when they were eating, I think it was a cafe um, in Paris when he was like asking her if, if she could ever forgive him, if it's something she could imagine herself ever doing and stuff. And she snaps out of it and tells Simon that, for example, she could never forgive Sebastian. So clearly she's answered that question. And Simon's like, wait, you don't love him? <laughs> She's like, of course not. <laughs> and eventually, she asks Simon, like, his plan for the future. Like, they are just digging in deep to all of the stuff right now, all the friend yep. stuff to catch up on, and I love it. Um, <clears throat> Like, you're not going to live with Jordan forever, so what's your plan? Are you going to go to college, <clears throat> whatever? And he's like, well, I can't do anything on my own, and you're not going to go to college, right? So clearly I can't go to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, but I'm a shadow hunter. I'm going to have to, like, get posted at other institutes and continue studying. And clearly you're not a shadow hunter, so you have to figure that out on your own. Okay? Obviously not what she said, but... Simon's like, I can't go to college for like a few reasons, but mostly that people might catch on that I'm not aging. So that would be kind of bad. See, and like this is this is where it would be perfect if we could have like a reference and he could be like, I'm not going to try and be a Twilight vampire and go to and go to high school all the time or college. Like, that's silly. Yes. This is where, like, you want the pop culture. Well, and if it was like now, he could just go to online college. Right. And nobody yes. would ever have to but, see you, bro. I mean, how much do people really change in four years? I think, I mean, Buddy but is 16 right now. Regardless, so I guess. why would he go to college? He can't do anything with it. Because as soon as he gets a job, he right. can't age. Like, they're going to be like, yeah. after a few years, we have to get home, an online job. Dude. Yeah. Well, he and now, obviously not back then. Uh-huh. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. Although he's a vampire. He could just, <sighs> like, glamour people to give him money. He doesn't really have to go through all that work. Yeah. I thought you were going to say glamour people to think he's aging. But oh, I guess you could do sense. that, too. Uh-huh. Just I, give him money. There's yeah. lawful good, or, you know, chaotic good and chaotic bad. <laughs> or chaotic evil. <laughs> <laughs> So then Simon jokes about buying his mom a gift. And um, obviously he's feeling a little lost with this joke. It's totally something I would do. Dark humor. It's his way of talking about his mom without digging into the feels. And Clary suggests that he maybe reach out to Raphael for some insight on like how vampires just live. I was going to say live their lives, but I guess they're not lives anymore. I don't know. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So he thinks that the clan still thinks he has the mark of Cain. And now that Maureen's in charge, like, who knows what the hell is going on there? Clary's like, don't worry. The clave already said they'd protect you. Like, it's fine. They'll provide you protection, which I think is also weird, but okay. And suddenly, Clary hears her mom yelling her name. Embarrassing. (laughs) Somehow, Jocelyn tracked her down because she was worried about her, I guess. 
And Clary's like, dude, we're in Sephora. Like, you were worried at me at Sephora? And Jocelyn's like, wait, what? Jace hasn't texted you to fill you in on some insert urgent news here? And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> no. So, of course, Cliff meet Hanger because Jocelyn is like, Simon, Clary and I have to get the Institute now. Okay, but like, <laughs> she doesn't have Life 360. There are not tiles. How the fuck did she Agreed. triangulate mm-hmm. Clary's fucking position? Yep. Yeah, how would she know that they're in Sephora of all places? Clary's not a right. makeup girl. Why would you assume that? That's silly. <gasps> yeah. I love it. Well, okay, look. I think it's because Clary got that test for Jocelyn saying, where are you? And she probably said, I'm oh, in Sephora. Yeah. yeah. She didn't Fair mention enough. what she said. So, yeah, maybe she maybe she did. That's a good I'm point. assuming... They're all in this general, like, they're at the mall, but they're just at oh. a different store. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Is what I thought it was. Maybe that I mean, they had to be driven down there. know what Fifth Avenue looks like, so I could be wrong here, but maybe it's not like the town center, obviously, but I, I got the vibe that they were close. and like, hey, where you at, girl? Right. <clears throat> yeah, I was okay. under the assumption she did not respond to Jocelyn, but that's probably oh, I think way she did. right. Yeah. Yeah. Because she knows she better. Uh-huh. She doesn't want her up yep. on her ass. Like she did. Yeah. Okay. As Amanda said, Cliff Meat Hanger. Yep. <laughs> Which I liked that. The POV has changed, and we've slipped into the one and only Jacefer Herondale. And Jace does a slight B and E at the front of the building to Magnus's <gasps> apartments. But um he thinks better of using an open room to actually pass the threshold of his house. It's like he lets himself into like that main door. But when he actually gets to Magnus's flat, quote unquote, he's like, I don't want to use an opening room because maybe Magnus is like in his unmentionables. But not that he would like actually want to see that deep down. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. All right. You, you say you're going to you you're telling me you'd be upset. If you saw Magnus like that, you would not. Sorry. (laughs) Lies. Sorry. Just a second. My throat doesn't want to cooperate. Okay. So when the door doesn't swing open right away to Jace, like, knock, knock, knock in, um, he decides to just lean on the buzzer. Like, like you're honking a car horn. Like, and he does that until a begrudging and haggard Magnus yanks the door open. He looks anyway. Jace who is the smartest of asses lest we forget tells Magnus that he isn't being very welcoming. (coughs) And Magnus replies and says well that's because you aren't welcome. I loved that. Uh, Wounded Jace says that he thought they were friends and Magnus is like no your Alex friend, and since we are no longer an item, I don't have to put up with you anymore. Or any of the other three people that have come to bother me. Okay? And it um just so you know, he lists off the peeps, and it has been Clary, mm-hmm. Isabel, and Simon. They've already tried. Mm-hmm. And Jace is like stunned about Simon being on that list. And I don't know why, after their conversation that they had at the park when Clary's like dude literally everybody else has tried 
did she think everybody else was just her and Izzy? Yeah, like, I is guess. that what he was thinking? I don't know. I guess. <clears throat> so he shoulders himself past Magnus. I lost my place because I looked back at the screen to look at you instead of paying attention to what I was reading. My bad. Okay, anyway, he shoulders himself past the warlock and lets himself, he invites himself in. Thank God he's not a vampire. Jace thinks about how one of the things he loves about the apartment, like, always love this about Magnus, is that it always changes every time he comes over. And, like, the way he describes it, it's not just like, oh, there's a green couch instead of a blue couch. It's like, oh, this looks like an Italian villa. Oh, this looks like a Parisian apartment. Oh, this looks like, you know, he, he's drastically changing everything yeah. every time he comes over. But now it's just dark and messy with a bunch of Chinese food takeout oh, cartons all over the coffee sad. table. He's sad a sad boy. boy. Um, Jace tells them, like he tells them, I don't know why. I'm doing that like do you ever do that when you go in to like order food and you're usually always with your family so you'd say weed uh-huh. like a turkey yes, sandwich yeah. but you're just by yourself that that's nice. what I just did <laughs> sorry Jace says it smells like heartbreak inside and Magnus is like no that's the Chinese food and then he basically he's like sits on the couch and like crosses his legs and he basically tells Jace to like bang on with it like tell me like do your mm-hmm. spiel and like get the fuck out. Like, what do you have to say? He knows that, especially with Jace, it's just going to draw out the process more if he tries to fight it. Like, just tell me what you want to tell me. <clears throat> and of course, Jace just wants Malik to be the power couple that they're meant to be. And Alec is miserable, and Jace can tell that he is super sorry for whatever he did, and he's not going to lie or mislead or hide things from Magnus again. That's not going to happen. <clears throat> And Magnus kind of has a smart ass remark like, oh, he's not going to like go behind my back and like plan to kill me with my ex basically to like shorten my mortality. Yeah, he can't do that because Camille's dead. And then I don't know why I just found this odd. But Magnus asks Jace like, what do you care if Alec is miserable? Mm. And that was kind of like, what? So, of course, Jace lists his Alec Biffle accolades, including being Parabotai. Like, we're besties and he's my Parabotai. Like, of course, I care that he's miserable. What the fuck are you talking about? And Alec is just really fucking unhappy. And by the way it looks in there, Magnus is also unhappy. And Jace cares about Alec more than he cares about himself, which is good to know as a reader, because he's basically been all the way up Clary's butt and around the corner. So we don't have yeah. much to go off of as far as that backstory, Parabatai. So, like, I guess I'm just going to have to take his word for it because I haven't seen that. Yep. At all. But okay, I'll trust you, Jace. <clears throat> Magnus takes this as a leeway into a verse of, like, that song Down With Love from that movie, Down With Love with Renee Zellweger. And he starts basically devil's advocating And I said that because it's annoying and I hate that term, even though I use it when I don't have a better Mm -hmm. option of a word to use. I still don't like it as much as I also don't like with that being said, but I have to do it sometimes. 
So he's devil advocating what it means to be a parabotai. Specifically, like you have to choose your super special Nephilim bestie and then you can't unchoose them. Even if you do some, they like do something really fucked up, like imagine Luke and V-Tang or and then like on top of that, you're, this person's supposed to be so important in your life, but it's like against a lot of fall in love with them. And then if they die, a part of you dies too. Like, I, I don't know. That seems kind of more like a curse than right. something cool. He's very like, he's just, yeah. like I said, he's down with love right now. And Jace wants to know how Magnus is so wise in the way of the pair bow ties. And of course, he answers that he knows shadow hunters, saying that they are, quote, odd creatures, all fragile nobility and humanity on one side and all the thoughtless fire of angels on the other. And Jace is surprised that Magnus has been friends with shadow hunters before. And I listen, I don't know if this is really solidifying my up Clary's asshole thing from before. <laughs> like. Hasn't Alec talked to him about his insecurity with Will? Or uh-huh. am I being cynical and does Alec not know that Will was a shadow hunter? Oh, no. I think I think he knows Will was... Well, because he knows Will's name. And so, like, they haven't talked about that, the two of I them, as best Alec fucking friends. and Jace mm-hmm. talk about their relationships with each other. Because I think Alec is uncomfortable having that conversation with Jace. And Jace is not emotionally mature enough to initiate that conversation. And Jace Mm -hmm. isn't going to talk about Clary because of the way their relationship started. Alec didn't like Clary. So I don't think he's going to be super open about talking Mm -hmm. about his feelings. When it's not like Jace talks about his feelings anyways. So I think the only person that Alec is actually talking to about his relationship is Izzy. Well, and Camille, right. but she's fucking dead. <laughs> and a giant backstabbing bitch. Okay, good. Then I'm not being yeah. cynical. Like, come on, dude. Anyway, Emo Magnus asks, like, what friends really mean. Like, like he's just being like again he's down with love he's like yeah what what are friends even for like what does that even mean and jace decides to tell him that he would know if he had any like you would know what friendship is if you had any friends which is a bold statement for someone so young that has made no effort to get to know magnus at all because he's basically just like and he is like digging the poker and like you just have people that you sleep with at parties and acquaintances and like blah 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 but like you don't have any real friends and he doesn't know about like Ragnar and Katarina and all the shit they've been through and stuff yeah how could he he's Uh made no effort to get to know Magnus and I understand him being like indignant because of like he's team Alec but like he's just being such a selfish Uh young adult basically and Thank goodness Magnus is between four and seven hundred years old <clears throat> because he doesn't no. really take the bait. He says, like, basically, he's like, Jace, I can't believe you are fucking like so out of pocket right now that the way you're trying to persuade me to get back to Alec is by insulting me. 
crazy. Couldn't be me. <clears throat> Jason's like, okay, but is it working? He's like, crazy. Huh? Couldn't be me. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it working? Like, is it doing anything for you? <clears throat> and in Magnus fashion, he hedges the question instead of, like, doing anything. And Jace calls him out on it. He's like, yeah, Alex says you do that a lot. You deflect with humor instead of answering questions. Like, wow. that's that's your okay. M.O. That's what you do. And Magnus is basically like, hello, yep. Pot. I'd like you to meet Kettle. Like, what? You are the, you're the same. We are the same. And Jace starts, like, rapid. I said rapid firing, right. but it's like three questions. I don't know. He starts asking him about his distant past. Like, who? how old are you really? Um, who were your parents? What are their names? Sort of thing. And Magnus is like, look, if I wanted to lie on a couch and complain about my parents, yeah. I would hire a psychiatrist. And Jace is like, yeah, but I'm free. You're also and then he's like, Jace is like, <clears throat> right. Well, and he says, what was that guy's name? Oh, damn it. I wish I was better at remembering shit. Um, the, the prince of hell they summoned that was like, I'm just going to sit in this pentagram oh. until you do what I want. Um, oh yeah it was something catchy we army. made a dumb nickname army something our uncle azzy it wasn't azzy because that's the other guy i think it was, was azrael like no azrael maybe yeah it might have been azrael because we've heard that's a Yeah, Forger of Weapons and Lieutenant okay. of Hell. It's Azriel. Uncle Azzy is yeah. what we were calling him. Okay. <clears throat> just had to call it back to not that long ago. He's going to pull an Uncle Azzy and he's just going to fucking sit in. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to sit here yeah. and have a protest. And Magnus is like, great. I'm going to grab, like, I'm going to take a nap. And then he grabs a blanket and he lays down. Just then, Chase's phone rings and Izzy is on the other end telling him to head back to the institute and she like has a shaky voice and jace goes rigid and asks her what's going on like he drops a pillow even or something and izzy answers with one word she just says sebastian and jace gets an instant ptsd flashback from city of lost soul chapters the whole angel wings again i'm coming whatever and magnus asks jace what's going on because apparently he blacked out he had a funeral speech and was already at the door and not realizing that he had got to the door so magnus being like hey what the fuck is happening kind of pulls jace out of it and um he's like what's going on like is alec okay like what is happening and jace answers by asking him what do you care about alec what do you what do you care what happens to him yep. check mate yep and then we break page and meet up with clary who is at the institute and there are a lot of mysterious coats waiting to be shit on there <laughs> so many coats and clary is abuzz with nerves and she double checks with her parents that maris hadn't get like are you sure maris hadn't given you any deets over the phone like tell me what you know and luke replies by saying there was an attack on the clave and they all need to assemble at angel headquarters. That's all they know. 
Jocelyn remarks that it's unnerving that they want her and Luke there. Like, they're not shadow hunters anymore. Like, what? You know, I'm kind of freaked out that they want us to come to this meeting. Right. And inside, Clary is like, okay, of course this has to do with Sebastian. Like, that's why they want my mom here. And then she has this inner monologue where she's lamenting the fact that, like, I knew he wouldn't have stayed gone forever. Like, again, the whole evil, no angel wings thing. Like, it was going to happen eventually. And the way the writing is, it just makes it seem like they've been, like, it's been yeah. weeks. Where the when is this guy gonna strike? What's happening? But like, it, it it's it's right. it's been like two weeks, maybe because like all the shit in the the burren happened in November, and like they're buying Christmas presents. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's not even Christmas yet, so it ha- you haven't been waiting yeah. for that long. Like it hasn't been months where you're just on edge and waiting for the other shoe to drop. I don't know. I just was like, come on. Okay, sorry. The Fairchild slash Garraways make it to the library. <laughs> Said it like that on purpose. And Cleary notices that her mom was dressed in Shadow Hunter Johnny Cash. Like she's just a woman in black. And like, was that subconscious? I don't know. And she's like, okay, mom, are you ready? Because I'm the adult right now. This is my stuff going on. Are you ready to go in here? And she's like, yeah. And so Clary swings the door open. And the place is full of Conclave members, and they walk right in at the pinnacle of Chisme, where Maris is listing institutes oh that have been attacked. And she says Berlin, Moscow, and Bangkok, oh. no survivors. And the LA Institute having most of the Blackthorn children escape, except Mark. They, they don't know. Mark is missing. He's not accounted for, but the other kids are in Idris. And Alec, like, kind of thinks aloud like oh my god helen like helen blackthorn like cause clearly they got to know each other on their yes. misadventures in the red scrolls of magic and then clary bursts out she's like oh my god she's Aline's girlfriend and the crowd starts giving her bombastic <laughs> side eye and it's she thinks it's because they're like oh they're all nope. blaming me because I'm Vitang's daughter and I have a target on my back. And it's not because I interrupted Maris recounting this information that's really important by a fun fact about Helen Blackthorne that wasn't even yeah. there or involved. That's <laughs> yeah. not why people are looking at me. <laughs> Luke, um, like he, he is Luke. So he's going to be like, okay, I'll let's move on. I'll get the train back on the rails. So he asks what is exactly going on. And Maris says the information is rocky and they won't know all the details for sure until they get to Idris. But they do know that six institutes have been attacked in the last two weeks. And it definitely has something to do with asterisk insert boomer ellipses here asterisk because she doesn't get to finish her sentence because Jocelyn cuts her off by saying, Oh my God, what is with the interrupting? (sighs) I'm going to read you this, okay? Ready? Cut to the point, Maris. My son, you wouldn't have called me here if if he wasn't responsible, would you? 
Jocelyn's eyes met Maris's, and Clary wondered if this was how it had been when they'd been in the circle, the sharp edges of their personalities rubbing up against each other, causing sparks. And I think it's weird that Jocelyn is making a claim on him in the circumstances. My son. Uh Uh She never, ever wants to, like, put herself in with Sebastian. And I also thinking, like, um... Hold on. Sorry. Um, damn it, I had a point. And I got distracted by my phone. Okay. I'm going to say this again. It's weird that she's claiming Sebastian as her son. Okay. She never does that. That's, that's not her jam, but she is, right? And then... She is scared, obviously. She probably feels some shame that she doesn't need to feel about being his mom. But, motherfucker, you were late. Yeah. To a meeting. Okay? You were not here on time. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you need to be a bitch to Maris. Like, maybe she went over all those details while you weren't fucking there. Yeah. Okay? Take a seat, ma'am. Yeah, she could be like, Sit I'm down. sorry if you already answered yeah, this, you're, but... You're a- question here you're here Mm -hmm. as a courtesy you are not a shadow hunter you better shut your fucking mouth Uh uh-huh and anyway it's not like we all haven't like read the chapter so i'm gonna skip slightly ahead but it's like all these people are going to idris like they're taking with you taking you there so you're safe like shut up and i Jocelyn and I always have a little bit of beef, so that's probably why I'm, like, anyway. (sighs) Just then, Jace arrives, and he smiles at Clary and then takes a seat by the wall because he doesn't want to make a fucking scene and interrupt his mom, who's giving important information, so he doesn't walk through the middle of the crowd. He takes a seat by the wall. And Luke interrupts the tension between Maris and Jocelyn by asking nicely, for clarification like amanda just did mm-hmm. and maris tells them that yeah it was sebastian and his endarkened that attacked the institutes and of course like the a clave the clave assumed he would attack idris but like that's not what's happening like this is fucking us from left field we don't know where this is coming from and jace is like ha told you so i told you guys and what did you call it deposition yeah that he wanted more soldiers and he's going to like, he loves to do the unexpected and he fucking hoodwinked you, bitch. That's what happens. Maybe you should think about what he isn't going to do and then do the opposite of what he would do so that way you could catch him. <laughs> and Alec says that he's surprised that he didn't like if... If Sebastian is attacking institutes, it's really surprising that he didn't attack the New York Institute first, since everybody knows. No, sorry, I said that wrong. Since everyone Mm -hmm. he knows that he loves or hates is there. Like all the A-lists and all the F-lists are in the same fucking place. Mm -hmm. And that's at the New York City Institute. And then of fucking course, Jocelyn is like, he doesn't love anything. He can't love anything. And then she sarcastically like, oh, yeah. And what is the clave going to do about this information? Call another meeting. 
Jocelyn is like annoying. <laughs> the fuck have you been doing, bitch? Planning a wedding. Right? That's all. Yeah. Exactly. And then Maris says this, okay? And I quoteth, the clave has called for immediate evacuation, said Maris. And at that, everyone went silent, even Jace. All institutes are to empty out. All conclaves must return to Alicante. The wards around Idris will be doubled after tomorrow. No one will be able to come in or get out. It's going it's going down. down. Mm-hmm. We're going to do shit. We're going to get shit done. Dizzled. And Izzy is like, okay, when are we leaving? And her mom kind of like straightens up. Like she like, I'm assuming if she had a tie, she'd like reposition uh-huh. it back in. That's the vibe <laughs> going on. And she tells them to go pack because they're leaving tonight. Bum, bum, bum. <sighs> I mean, why wouldn't you yeah. leave tonight? It's, thank goodness uh-huh. they're leaving right away. Okay. I forgot what I was going to say, and it wasn't important. So I'll just leave you with this. Make sure that you read chapter two, stand or fall, for next week's episode. <laughs> for behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next Bye. time. Bye. Bye. Bye.